Blog Talk Radio. All right, we want to greet everyone in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. So grateful to the Lord for being here today. And um, uh, we want to continue on in this series that the Lord has um, given us to, to teach on. All right, so if you have your Bibles, let's go to the sixth chapter of the book of Luke. The sixth chapter of the book of Luke. And we're going to start reading. This time we're going to start reading. Uh, we're going to start reading at verse 27. And we're going to continue talking about do unto others. And today we're going to look also look at an example of what the Lord expects us to do and how uh, carry ourselves as believers. So uh, the sixth chapter of the book of Luke, and we're going to start reading at verse 27. He says, but I say unto you, which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. And so in this, the Lord is uh, helping us as believers to get away from selfishness, but also to keep us from being bitter. You know, when you strive with someone, even when you feel like you rightfully, when you have when you rightfully feel like you have been done wrong, uh, in order for you to strive with someone, you have to be bitter, you see. In other words, strife leads to bitterness. And so this is basically telling us that when we have been done wrong, that we're supposed to uh, just let it go, uh, not to hold on to it, and not to try to justify ourselves. How many of us have gotten into uh, deeper situations and bad things because we just could not let something go. You know, uh, you think about how uh, someone has done you something wrong, and you might right away not, you might not respond right away, uh, but the devil keep bringing it to you, and you keep thinking on it and keep meditating on it. And the more you sit there and allow that to turn in your soul, uh, you become angry and you become bitter. And, and it almost would have been better for you to respond right away than to let the devil come and stir it up on the inside of you. You see, so basically he's, he's teaching us how not to be, how not to become bitter, you know, to just let things go. And so many times, so many people have an issue with that, just uh, letting things go, you know, especially when they feel like they've been ran over and, you know, they've been done wrong with their whole life and, and somebody has finally talked them into standing up for themselves. That's the worst thing you can do, stand up for yourself. You You let the Lord stand for you, you see that. Let the Lord and, and stand up for God's word. That's what that should be your number one focus, and, and God will take care of the rest. You see that? And so we have to, I'm telling you, I'm a living witness that God will fight your battles. You know, he, he really will fight your battles. When you're humble and when you uh, uh, don't feel the need to fight yourself and fight for yourself, God himself will fight your battles. You know that he, he does that. So let's go ahead and keep reading here. Verse 30 of, chapter, of the sixth chapter of the book of Luke, it says, Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. 
You see that? In other words, you think somebody have stolen from you, uh, have taken something from you that rightfully belongs to you, don't 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 even bring it to their attention. Don't bring it to them. Don't ask for it back. You see that? Let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse thirty one. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. You see, so we explain that in detail. That we that the the way you would want to be treated in a situation, you have to treat that individual that way. You see that not what you've been getting, not based on your history, what people have done for you, and what you had to do for yourself, because other people wouldn't do for you. Uh, you know, we don't all have the same strength. Now, I think uh, that's where we sometimes make our mistakes at, is that uh, we feel like because we're strong in an area that everybody else should be. But we failed to realize that there may have been a point where we were not strong in a certain area. There were certain things that we could not see at one time that the Lord opened our eyes to. And so we have to be willing to give people that same uh, that same courtesy there, that maybe they're just not there yet, and maybe God want to use us to pull them up. But if we're not careful, uh, we can become so judgmental until we can't help other people because we, we're spending too much time criticizing and so uh, we have to be willing to be used by God. When we see, if God allows you to see the shortcomings of someone, if he allows you to see that, that means he maybe want to help, he want to use you to help them. You see that. And you can't help them if you're self-righteous and, and if you're big-headed and, and thinking that, you, you, you know, that you've arrived or thinking that you are better than them because uh, you're further along, uh, further down the road than they are, you see. And so we have to be humble first, you see, to be used by God and to, to walk in what we're, what we're talking about. So verse 32, it tells us, For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if ye lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. Verse 35, but love ye your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. And so that's one of the things we, we're going to discuss today, how, how God is kind unto the unthankful. So if we're going to be the children of the Most High God, then we have to be have that same mindset, that we have to be kind to the unthankful and to the evil. And those are two different individuals sometimes uh, that could be hard to deal with, especially if you, if you are thinking on it. Uh, the, the unthankful. And so many, even children today are unthankful, you know, uh, uh, and, uh, and 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 things and, and you know if you're not careful you can get bitter behind that uh, but so and and of course those children grow up to be adults that are unthankful and that unthankfulness comes from this sense of self entitlement and if you're not careful you can look at that and you could not want to have anything to do with someone that's like that you know that sense of self entitlement like they deserve it and 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 and, and which you know which is what makes them unthankful. So that's not evil. You know, that's not the same as evil. 
the evil is the person that's no good. They ain't trying. They're not trying to live for God. Uh, it, it really they're out for themselves and, and things like that. And so this Bible says that God is kind to both of these individuals, to the unthankful. You think about how how many times have you woke up in the morning and you didn't thank God for waking you up, or you weren't thankful at all. You thought you woke yourself up, or whatever the case is. You see that God deals with the unthankful all the time, even some of us who call ourselves believers. We can be that way. You see, and so we have to fashion our lifestyle after the Lord. We have to be kind. We have to love people and lend. I, I tell you, that's that's such a big deal to me. Lending without hoping, you know, hoping for nothing again. In other words, lending or giving money to people uh, and not expecting it back. I, you know. My rule is always this. If, if someone asks uh, and I have it, uh, they can get it, but I don't expect. Now, if they want to pay back, that's them, but that's not something that I expect back because my reward comes from God, you see that. He's the one that sees it, and uh, he's the one, he's the only one that I'm concerned about, uh, you know, getting a reward from. And that reward might come from another individual or it may, you know, at, at God's um Function, see, and so uh, we have to have that same mind. Uh, we're talking about a selfless life. You see that? So the Bible tells us to love. So let's go to the tenth chapter of the book of Luke. Tenth chapter of the book of Luke, and we're going to uh, start reading at verse twenty-five. It says, and behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said unto him, what is written in the law? How readest thou? So you see now, these lawyers, they were, they were people who knew the law of Moses. When the Bible talks about lawyers, it's not, it's not the same thing as attorneys. These were people who were experts in the law of Moses. And so that's the reason why. Jesus asked him, what does the law say? In other words, you know the Mosaic law. You tell me, you see. In verse 27, it says, and he answering said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. You see that? So, you, you see, you love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the two rules. And on those, you know, in another scripture it says, hang all the law and the prophets. Love God with everything that's in you and love your neighbor as yourself. You see that? Let's go and keep reading. Verse 28. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But, see that? That but. He, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Now, why did he ask that question? In other words, I don't have to love everybody. So you explain, I need more detail. You see, and that's where a lot of people's questions come in. At. I need more detail. What exactly is God saying? You know, like, what does that, you know, when you start, sometimes people try to make it so deep uh, at, for the, so that it doesn't mean what it means, you see. And so, what, what, so he asked, who is my neighbor? And I go, okay, so 
Yeah, I love God. In his mind, he thinks if I love God, then I can, I can pick and choose, pick and choose who my neighbors are. But here's the thing: if you love God, you're gonna automatically love your neighbor as yourself. That's what he didn't see. You see that? That's that he was getting that backwards. You see? And so look at what it says. But he willing to justify himself. And so the question is. A lot of times, and I'm telling you, that is one of the big issues when it comes to what we've been talking about, do unto others. So many people try to justify themselves of, you know, of, of uh, what they should and shouldn't do. And the Bible makes it clear, do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. And so there's no, you can't justify, there's no way you can work a lot of that. You see that? You know how you want to be treated, and you you need to treat other people the way that you want to be treated in every situation. You see that? Do unto others. You see that? Do unto others. And so look at what that says. But he willing to justify himself, not in loving God, but in loving people. Now, isn't that a shame? Isn't that a shame that he can, he can, over, he can bypass the uh, the whole thing about love God with all your might and, and strength and mind and all of that, it, it, he can bypass that thinking that he got that down and and skip over that to love your neighbor. You know, well, so who is my neighbor? And he was asking that to justify himself. Again, not really paying attention to if you have the love of God on the inside of you, you're not going to be trying to justify and pick and choose who your neighbor is. Neighbor is you see that? In other words, you're not going to justify your mistreatment of certain people. You see that? So verse 29, but he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Verse 30, and Jesus answered, said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now let me make this clear. This parable is a uh, uh, this this what we read here? This this what the Lord is telling us. This is a um, spiritual issue. Now you have to think spiritually when you're reading this. And let's let's read verse thirty again. And Jesus answering said, "A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment." Now, let me just stop there with that she's talking about. Now, we, we, you have to think spiritually if you're going to get what we're getting to later on here. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. The Bible says that the devil comes with steal, kill, and destroy. Steal. He's a thief. And what does he steal? Your identity and who God created you to be. In other words, from the time you are born, before you're born, God put it on the inside of you to do what he's called you to do. But from the time of birth, the devil tries to take who you are in God. In other words, he tries to snatch it out of your brain that you were created to worship him, that you were created to to do God's will. And so this man did what else, What we all did at one point. We fell among thieves. What does that mean? Who were the thieves? Our friends who helped keep us, kept 
who helped to keep us in a place of misidentity where we didn't know who we were. We were trying, well, listen, when you're trying to fit in with the world and, and God have called you to fit in with him, then you are, you have been stolen from. You see, now you have to think spiritually. So the thief is the devil, and, and he uses people that you have fell among. Now, this is, these people aren't necessarily thieves in that sense. They're, they're thieves in the fact that they, they're not walking in their identity, and as long as you are hanging around them, you are not walking yours either. You see that? Not only that, uh, 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 yeah, what's stolen from you is your peace, your joy. You see that all those things that, that's yours, that God offers freely, those things are stolen, And which is why a lot of times when people have fell among thieves, in other words, fell among those who, who helps them, uh, keep them away from what God has called them to, uh, they start looking for joy in other ways. Many times people look for joy in, in natural things. In other words, in, in, um, in, in what they can obtain in this life. Uh, they're even there, you know, they look for joy in their reputation among, among thieves. You see that? And so look at what that says. This man, he fell among thieves. He fell among people that were uh, helped to keep him away from who God has called him to be who stole his joy, his peace, you know, and, and things like that. But not only that, but look, look what they did. They stripped him of his raiment. That, that's talking about the, the garment that God has given you. You see that? Uh, that people will, will strip that from you. Look what that says. And wounded him. In other words, you can't hang around worldly people and not be wounded. You can't hang around thieves, in other words, and not be wounded. So that's the whole thing that we're talking about. Now. Loving your neighbor. As yourself. So this man was wounded. Let's think spiritually now. Any of us who have ran from God, any of us who waited years and years, you know, because there is a such thing as, as children being saved, as children coming to the Lord. But what happens is we think we want to wait till we get grown and we want to do all these things we want to do. You know how we're going to come to God? Wounded. We are going to be wounded. You cannot run away from God and, and the devil not wound you. You will be wounded. You see that? Now, we're talking about folks being hurt emotionally. You see that? We're talking about people going through more things, being in relationships they shouldn't be in, being in, you know, whether it's boyfriend-girlfriend relationships or just friendly relationships or whatever the case is. The, the world is designed to wound you, and it's meant to be that way because God is the only one that can heal you, and that's his way of trying to get you to see that you have no real friends in this world. You see that? In this world, I'm talking about folks that are not living for the Lord, don't know how to be a true friend to you because a true friend thinks about your eternity, not just your natural life here, but your eternity and where you're going to spend it at. You see that? So let's go ahead and keep reading. Look at what it says. And departed, leaving him half dead. And that's the way we come to God, half dead. Don't know where we're going. Don't know what, you know, uh, where we've come from. Don't understand why we've gone through. You know, you're confused and all of this. So let's go ahead and keep reading. 
And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Everybody see. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. This is talking about religious people, the priest who's supposed to be close to God, the Levite who's supposed to be. In other words, both of them were, were Levites, you know, but one of them was a, even a priest. In other words, a minister of the Lord. Both of them really were. But uh, they were both from that tribe that was separated for God's service. And look at what they did. They did not help him. You see that? Let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 33, but a certain Samaritan. Now, why did God, you, we refer to this parable as the good Samaritan. Why did the Lord put those three individuals there? One of them the preacher, the other one the choir singer. <laughs> they both passed by. But the Samaritan, the Samaritan will have do have Gentiles. Samaritans were people who were considered half breeds, and Jewish people looked down on them. Isn't that something? And the Samaritan. You know, you, you can read about it in God's word where the, the Samaritan woman told the Lord, you know, you're a Jew. You know, we don't have any dealings with y'all. Y'all don't have any dealings with us. But look at what happened. A certain Samaritan, verse 33, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. In other words, he was over. he was able to overlook their history. He was able to overlook the idea of, you know what, you've been, you, you all look down on me. Why should I stop and help you? You see, that, that, that animosity that was between the two groups, the Jews and the Samaritans, he was able to overlook that. How so? By compassion. Let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 34, and went to him and bound up his wounds. Now, that's, let's go ahead and keep reading. Pouring in oil and wine and set him on his beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. Verse 35, And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said that he that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. So what, what is Jesus saying here? If you're not careful, you won't catch it. Who was his neighbor? The Lord didn't even answer who the neighbor was. The Lord said, basically was saying, you're the neighbor. That's why he's looking at what he said, which now these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves. In other words, what is the Lord saying? You go and be the neighbor to everybody. Don't you be thinking about who, who, who is your neighbor. You're the one. You're everybody's neighbor, in other words. So let's let's take the focus off of who is your neighbor, so you don't walk around thinking, "Oh no, you're not. You're not worthy. You're not even walking in God's will. I can't. I can't do anything for you. God's got to get your attention, right? You know. In other words, don't walk around trying to decide who's saved enough for you to help. He, what is he saying? You be the saved one. You be the neighbor. You see that? In other words, you're the neighbor to everyone. Look at what that says. In verse 34, and went to him. You see that? He, he became his neighbor. What did the other, dude, what did the other two do? Uh, they walked away from the man. 
they move themselves out of the the, the man's uh, presence. You see that? Now we want to pay attention to this spiritual thing before we close today. Verse thirty-four, and went to him and bound up his wounds. What wounds? Thinking spiritually now. You know, we have to think the way that God thinks about people and see things for what they are. Many of us, we we deal with people in, in a very shallow manner. And we can think, well, you know what, I do this. You know, I, 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 you know, when people ask for money, I give it to them. I see a need that people have. I, I meet that need. They need some food. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you food. And we, as believers, we can think that we are somewhere because we are ministering to people naturally. So, but this man, now we have to think spiritually. He bound up this man's wounds. And so let's think spiritually what this is talking about. This is saying basically spiritually so. He got to know this man. He, he For him, if you're going to bound up someone's wounds, spiritually speaking, you have to know what they've been through. You have to even, you have to care enough about them to know what they've been through and, and to, to know where where they are wounded at. You see? You have to know where a person is wounded at. You can't know where they're wounded up at to even bound up their wounds if you don't know where they're wounded at. So you have to know where a person is hurting at for you to, to minister to them. You could say, you know, okay, yeah, so you want some food, I'll give you some food. Yeah, you, you need a place to stay, i give you a place to stay. You need some water, I'll give you some water. You need some money, I'll give you some money. And then go on about your business. But what you don't see is maybe that person have all of those needs because they are wounded spiritually. And you need to tend to those wounds. So what does that require? Us getting out of self and getting to know other people and what they have gone through and thinking about how we can minister to them. In other words, look at what he bound up with. What did he do? He poured in oil and wine, representing the anointing of God. In other words, allowing God to use you to heal the wounds of people, to, to bound them up, to, to, to help them to heal, in other words. But here's the question. Have we set aside time for that? See, in other words, you know why? Because getting to know people means setting aside time. And unfortunately, today, many people aren't interested in getting to know anybody. We just won't know, okay, so yeah, whatever your immediate need is, we'll, we'll fix that and go on about your business and then pat ourselves on the back because we think we've done something. But God is saying, you know what? If you're going to really be a servant of mine, you're going to have to get to know people. You're going to have to know what they've come from and what they've been through and, and so that you can be used to help them. And then even when it's time for you you to not be in their company, you need to leave them in good hands so that the healing process can continue. You see that? And that's what God's desire is for us. That's, listen, isn't that what you needed? Somebody had to bound up your wounds. Somebody had to help you. Somebody had to get to know you, take the time to talk to you. You know, it, God is done with these drive-through salvation 
you know, ministries. Just go knocking on people's doors. Yeah, come to my church and, you know, hear a good word. No, what have you been through in in, in this ministry? And I believe in other ministries that God fell. God wants us to get to know people, to know who's among us. You see that? To know what people have gone through and to be able to help so that we can help to heal them. You see that? If we've known, if we know what people have gone through, we can be used by God to minister to them in a proper way and not get people, not making people feel cheap because we're in a hurry. I'm going to tell you something. If you're one of those people, you're in a hurry, you ain't going to be able to help anybody. God's not going to be able to use you if you're in a hurry. You see that? You have to, you know, we just went to a store yesterday. And uh, my wife, she always see a woman in there, and she she's invited the woman to church and everything. And but yesterday, my wife noticed that something was wrong. You know, she the woman wasn't the same. So my wife went and spoke with the woman, and basically just put it out there. Hey, you know, uh, you, you need to talk. You know, you can you can call me. But she, I think the woman was touched just by the fact that my wife noticed that there was a difference. And the woman was trying to keep from crying and basically let my wife know, yeah, there are some things that's going on that, that's really bothering me. See, but that, 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 you know, we went to the store for some, for some things, and we could have been too busy to, to, to stay there and try to help this woman, you see. But if you're too busy, you cannot be used by God. If you think, think that everywhere you go, you are a vessel of God, even in the grocery store, you are a vessel of God, and and so, but you and you have to be looking for opportunities, and you can't be in yourself if you're going to help other people. You see that, and so you have to be willing to stay there until it is done. You see, you have to be willing to see people where they are and and, and minister to them, and not looking at your watch thinking, you know what, I, I would continue this conversation, but I got to get going. No, you, you have to be willing to love people because people know when you're rushing. People know when you're just trying to get them out of your face, you know, just so you can go off somewhere and pat yourself on the back for what you think you've done. You have to love people. You see that? And and, and that requires time. You see that? That requires time. And listen, and the thing about it is it's all God's time. It's not your time. It's God's time. So let's use it wisely. And love people the way that God tells us to love them. Let's not walk around trying to figure out who our neighbor is. Let's make ourselves the neighbors of everyone so that we can bless them. Amen. So we want to say thank you all for joining us. We pray that something was said that have blessed you today. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you and also look forward to sharing more of God's word with you in the future. Have a blessed day.